Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello there, faithful listener. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast and happy Thursday. Today it's snowing where I'm at and it's such cute little snow. It's so cute. It's like I'm uh, sitting in a snow globe. <laughs> it's adorable. But anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying the weather wherever you're at, if it's good weather. So contact me. Let me know where you're from and what the weather is near you and whether or not you get any snow. Because right now, Christmas has come early and we are getting quite a bit of snow. And you know what? My area <laughs> gets more snow than any of the surrounding areas. I don't know why. I don't understand it, but we get a lot of snow. And my mom, who lives like 20 minutes north of me, she gets almost no snow. It's it's so crazy how the weather works in our area. Um, she gets very little snow as compared to my area. Every single year, the snowstorm hits me. And it's interesting to drive in it because there's like a cutoff point. You drive and you're going more north and suddenly there's no snow all of a sudden. But I'm not complaining, at least not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday in a few uh, weeks, I will be complaining about the snow a little bit more. But since it's so new and fresh, I'm not complaining yet. But okay, let's go ahead and read Luke 22 verses 54 through 62 today. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. as usual. Feel free to pause the podcast to go grab your cup of tea or your cup of coffee and your Bible out of the version you prefer. And come on back and let's uh, sit down and relax together as we read this portion of scripture. Luke 22, 54 through 62. They seized him and led him away and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed from a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat among them. A certain servant girl saw him as he sat in the light and looked intently at him and said, this man was also with him. He denied Jesus, saying, woman, I don't know him. After a little while, someone else saw him and said, you are also one of them. But Peter answered, man, I am not. After about one hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, Truly this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the Lord's word and how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and wept bitterly. So where we left off on Tuesday, Jesus had just been seized by the guards. And you will remember that Jesus had told Peter that Peter was going to deny him before the rooster crows. And the other gospels will say that the rooster crowed multiple times before Peter um, denied him. But Luke just gives the account of just the rooster crows, like a generalization of the rooster crowing, as in Jesus is basically telling Peter that before the night is over, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. So of course, Peter's like, no way, Jesus, I'm not going to do that to you. Jesus gives this interesting revelation to Peter where he says, look, Peter, Satan is after you. Satan's after your soul. And he is trying to sift you like wheat is what Jesus says about Peter. And he tells Peter, he says, stay on your guard and pray and stay awake. And Peter 
<laughs> kind of does the opposite of that. Because when Jesus, Peter, and some of the other disciples go into the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount Olivet, Peter falls asleep <laughs> and does not stay awake the way Jesus basically tells him to. He does not pray. He does not stay on guard for the temptation that is about to happen to him. So now we see the repercussion of that where Peter does, in fact, deny Jesus three times. So it says that after Jesus has been seized and led away, and also Peter had uh, cut off an ear at that point also, where Jesus performs his last miracle before he dies, and he heals the ear of the man that Peter had cut off. After all this happens, Peter is following behind Jesus. In fact, it was some distance away, it says. Peter followed from a distance. So he was still kind of trying to hold on to this pride, it, it sounds like, where he had told Jesus, no, I am not going to deny you three times. You know, I'm not going to, I'm going to stay by your side, Jesus, I am. It almost sounds like Peter is trying in a weird way with his own strength to do that. But unfortunately, he was only using his own strength at this moment in time because he had not prayed to God. He had not been wary and watchful the way Jesus had told him to be. But Peter still wanted to, you know, be strong and be brave and courageous and act like he was going to go to the death with Jesus. So he followed behind at a distance is what it says. So here's what, what's going on. Jesus is taken to the high priest's home. And the high priest's home, I can imagine, was a beautiful area, probably a very big home that had an outer court. And an outer court was a place where uh, people could go and gather and hang out and like listen to what was going on inside of the house. Super odd. Definitely not anything that us Americans enjoy. Everybody here in America is like, get off my property. <laughs> I have a neighbor literally like two doors down and um, they have signs posted on every single tree because they own some acreage that says no trespassing and no hunting. So, yes, us Americans, we don't like people to come on our property uninvited. <laughs> but back in these days, it was a little different. They didn't have that like American space bubble. In fact, it was very culturally acceptable to have strangers in your home and to invite guests in. So these outer courts were kind of like that area of these bigger homes. They'd have an outer court where they'd light a fire, warm everybody up. There'd be seating and uh, people could just like sit and listen and see what was going on and chat together and stuff like that. So that's what's going on. It says they kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together. So Peter sat among them. We don't know who they are. Maybe some guards, maybe some servants that were chilling out for a second. So Peter sat among the people near this fire in the outer courtyard, but he was close enough to Jesus that he could see Jesus and possibly hear what was happening, at least some of the stuff that was happening at Jesus's like mini trial here. So a servant girl is outside hanging out near the fire and she sees Peter and she's looking intently at Peter and she says, this man was also with him. <laughs> so she's saying, oh, this guy here, I recognize him as one of Jesus's followers. This guy's also with him. 
And we don't know this servant girl. We don't know anything about her except for the fact that she called Peter out. We don't know if she was doing it maliciously or if she was just interested in the whole situation or if she just remembered Peter and maybe was a Jesus follower. We have no clue who this servant girl was or what she believed and what she was trying to accomplish calling Peter out. But she called Peter out. She says publicly, this guy was with Jesus. (laughs) Peter becomes super afraid, right? Because Jesus is about to go to his death. I think Peter at this point in time kind of is beginning to recognize that, that something bad is going to happen to Jesus. And so, yeah, he becomes afraid. And he says, woman, I don't know that guy. I don't know him. And he is afraid. Now, people have mentioned that Peter had no reason to be afraid because this was nothing but a servant girl. She was uh, obviously nobody with any kind of power whatsoever. But yet Peter was scared, so scared that he was even afraid to admit it to a servant girl. But Peter was very recognizable, it sounds like. And I would guess based upon his accent, because we do know that the Galileans had a very specific accent that other regions did not have. And perhaps Peter, as he was talking, they knew that he just had a Galilean accent and recognized him as being one of Jesus's followers. And obviously, we also don't know what Peter looked like, but maybe he was distinguishable. I don't know. Maybe he had some sort of distinguishable features that made him Peter. (laughs) I don't know. No clue. Doesn't say any of that. That's just my own, uh, you know, me putting little nuggets in there. So after some time passes, another guy says, you're also one of the disciples to Peter. And Peter's like, man, I am not. I am not one of Jesus's followers. You don't know what you're talking about. So another hour passes and another person who is sitting among the fire confidently affirms, saying, truly this man also was with him for he is a Galilean. So there we go. The Galilean accent gave Peter away. But Peter says, man, I don't know what you are talking about. And there's another account, I believe it was Mark, that actually says that Peter swore. He used graphic language to express how he was not one of Jesus's followers. And so after this, immediately, while he was still speaking, it says, the rooster crowed. And suddenly the Lord turned and looked at Peter. It's amazing. Jesus was far away from the situation, but yet he turned and looked at Peter at that exact moment. That's really deep. I mean, wow. Peter remembers the Lord's word at that moment. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. I mean, imagine having Jesus look at you after you sin like that after you deny him. I can't even imagine what Jesus's face would look like. Just the sadness, maybe, that he was expressing towards Peter. So Peter goes out and weeps bitterly. So why did Peter do this? It was fear. It was not being prepared for uh, this temptation that was about to happen to him. And it was overconfidence and arrogance I believe also, I think he was very overconfident in his own strength and his own ability, and he was forgetting that he had a weakness. 
So I um, was recently reading this book called Forgotten God, written by Francis Chan, and it's a really, really excellent book about the Holy Spirit. And after you purchase all of my books on Amazon, link in bio, along with all of my t-shirts available in the store, I recommend getting the Forgotten God book also by Francis Chan. But I wanted to read to you a story that is found on page 97 of this uh, Forgotten God book about a woman named Esther on Kim. And this woman is basically the opposite case of Peter. And I wanted to read you this story because... I want to show you what it looks like to do what Peter didn't do, which is to be prepared for temptation. So here's what it says. And this is a true story about this woman named Esther. It was during World War II and the Japanese occupation of Korea that Esther's journey of faith really began. She refused to bow down at the shrine set up in every corner of her country and was eventually imprisoned for six years from 1939 until 1945. Knowing she was destined for prison for refusing to bow to idols, Esther spent time training herself both physically and spiritually. Each day she would find and eat food that was decaying, knowing that was what she was going to be served in prison. While preparing for prison, she memorized more than 100 chapters of the Bible and many hymns because she knew she would not be allowed to keep her Bible. She spent countless hours seeking God through fasting and prayer. These times when she read the scriptures led to greater clarity and she was able to surrender her fear of being tortured. When she was eventually taken to prison, God used her in countless ways. So then it goes on to talk about how she touched many of the prisoners that were coming in and led them to Christ and how her testimony and her faith was so strong that even the governing officials recognized her uh, light in the middle of this dark prison. So... That's a really excellent example, I think, of how we become prepared for upcoming temptation. If you notice Esther's story, she prepared herself both physically and spiritually and even mentally because not only was she eating rotten food, knowing that that was what she was going to be served, she was preparing her body for a time of need, right? But not only that, she was memorizing scripture, she was memorizing hymns and songs and she was praying and fasting and growing closer to God every single day, knowing that very soon she was about to go to prison because she refused idol worship. So really, I think that is an excellent way and a demonstration of how you and I can get ready for any kind of like temptation that comes up, whether it be temptation to follow the crowd, to run away from, you know, God or from church for whatever reason, or even to the point of temptation to deny Christ if persecution ever does come. We prepare ourselves in advance by studying scripture, by learning scripture, by learning worship songs, by fasting, by praying, by just becoming closer to God. And I don't know if you noticed this, but it actually says that Esther's fears of being tortured soon faded away after all of that. Now, there was another story I was reading. I could not find it anywhere. It was an excellent story, but I couldn't find it. But the story talks about several men, and I think women also, that were being held for their Christian beliefs in a foreign country. They were missionaries. And while they were being held in these prisons, they actually 
became so close to God through all of this that after they were finally released after like a year, they were talking with each other and saying, man, we wish we were back in that prison because of the fellowship that we had with God during that time. Like they actually <laughs> loved that time of spiritual connection that they had with God and just the fact that they knew they needed him so much at every single moment. Whereas once they got back to their comfortable lives at home, they found that they didn't have the necessity for that kind of connection with God as much anymore. And then on top of that, there's countless stories of how God gives people like supernatural power almost in times of persecution and supernatural like courage and lack of fear during those times. But that's if we prepare ourselves beforehand. Peter, on the other hand, did not properly prepare himself the way Jesus warned him to. So he was acting on his own strength and his own strength isn't strong. <laughs> Our own strength isn't nearly the kind of strength that God can give us during these moments. So I think it's very important to recognize Peter's problem and where it really stemmed from. It wasn't just fear. It went deeper than that. It was almost an arrogance that he could, in his own power, do the right thing. But it turned out that he could not. So we need to be awake. And that's why Peter later on in 1 Peter warns us Christians where he says, be on guard all the time because Satan goes around like a lion trying to pounce on somebody, trying to find somebody to devour is what he says. So how could Peter give us that warning without living it himself, where he absolutely went through that exact thing where Satan was trying to sift him like wheat and almost succeeded. And that's why Peter is able to give us, you and I, this profound statement of being ready for Satan to try to do that to us, basically. And we can only be ready through the power of the Holy Spirit, which is why we need to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, with God the Father, with Jesus at all times. Well, faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, click all the links in the bio of this podcast episode and subscribe to each thing. Check out those books also and purchase one if you choose to do so or go over to the shop and check out the merch. And don't forget, every purchase you make helps support this podcast and continues to help it run. But guys, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow for an episode out of Deuteronomy. Happy listening and God bless. Oh,